What up, world? Welcome all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, May 18th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And before we continue, I would like to remind you that the Ocho is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center training facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32, and each meat stick appropriately has Ocho grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you as well. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced, all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. That is RighteousFelon.com, discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. All right, full disclosure, just for the purposes of getting this out there, because sometimes things happen, you know I say that often, it is currently 1.03 p.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesday, May 17th. Obviously, if massive breaking I can't believe it. Holy crap news happens. This episode will go in the trash and we'll just wind up re-recording it. But just so you are fully aware, there's a lot happening and also not a lot happening in the world of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, The schedule came out last week. We obviously waited uh, to release the Ocho to do a schedule reaction show. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, And we've had all sorts of schedule reaction analysis, discussion, etc. on our shows, on our website, Uh, across social media, obviously lots of other people uh, looking at the Cowboys schedule because that's kind of where we're at right now. The Cowboys did have their rookie mini camp over the weekend, and that was obviously very exciting. Um, But now we're just kind of treading water until we get to OTAs, until we get to a little bit other sorts of offseason activity. But even then, it's really just now about kind of hunkery down and getting to training camp, right? We're just kind of enjoying the other sports. I talk about that a lot, but, um, you know, tonight the Eastern Conference Finals start. You know, there's, you know, we're in the thick of baseball season, Stanley Cup playoffs. If you're a Dallas Stars fan, I, um, I'm i not a big, you know, hockey fan. That's probably the one sport I don't get into a ton. Um, if I have to pick a team, it's the Boston Bruins. Um, I went to a game when I went and saw the Cowboys play the Patriots in New England. Tony Catalina actually mentioned uh, the Cowboys game in New England in 2019 where it was like a monsoon. Uh, I was at that game with my family. And uh, we went and saw the Bruins play. I think it was the Minnesota Wild. And um, they had this crazy comeback uh, in the final minutes of that game. And I bought a a cap with the kind of classic B, like, you know, Boston Bruins logo. And uh, my wife and I, we had just gotten our dog, Bear. Um, And Bear was a little puppy. And we had left him and boarded him while we went to that game. But I bought him a little stuffed bear at that game. And, um, and that's his favorite toy. He's, <laughs> he sleeps with that every night. Um, it's a little bear. And so, um, I love the Bruins for that reason. Um, and the Bruins obviously had a, a, a rough playoff go, uh, this year, but if you're a Dallas stars fan, I hope you're enjoying the playoff run. I certainly would love to see them bring home the cup. Um, they would be the second team in the DFW area to win a title 
right this year with the Arlington Renegades. So congratulations to them. Uh, hopefully the Dallas Cowboys can add themselves to that mix. And what we're going to talk about today, I think, does lend itself to the idea of the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. And I recognize how ridiculous of a statement that is. Uh, but this does help the Cowboys more than it hurts them. And I think this is the last kind of um, last kind of bite we're going to take off of the rib that has been the schedule, right? I know we've looked at it a million ways, as I said. Um, last time you heard from me on our network on the NFC East Mixtape, BLG and I, we went through all four teams in the division and, and just kind of picked wins and losses, uh, how each team was going to fare ultimately across the entire year. But saw something very interesting, actually a little after Brandon and I recorded, and I wrote about this. I wrote about 1,100 words. I found it super interesting. Uh, shout out to Warren Sharp, who did this work. Uh, we're going to talk about rest advantages. Warren refers to them as rest edges, uh, as far as what the Cowboys have working for them, working against them. There really isn't a lot, because this stuff matters. Now, the, um, the phrase that Warren had in, in one of his tweets that really went off uh, that I thought was really important is it's not necessarily who you play in an NFL season. It is, but I mean, if you look a little bit beyond that, it's when you play them. That matters so much more than we're willing to give it credit for, right? Like, I think there are certain things that we look at and we kind of roll our eyes and we say they're not a big deal. Uh, one example of that is the kicker position, right? I have said for years that I find that to be a more important thing than I think the average person does. Now, I do think that's not a, um, a hip thing to say right now. I think these days it's pretty vogue uh, to be, you know, up in arms about the Cowboys kicker situation. There's all sorts of people who want to see Robbie Goldbutt in the town. Um, obviously, John Fossil said last week at rookie minicamp that um, anybody on earth, I think was the line, uh, is uh, eligible for consideration. Um, and, and as an example, before we get to the schedule thing, um, you know, the Cowboys used to use Dan Bailey on kickoffs. I don't know if you recall that, but they used to have him handle kickoff duties. And Dan Bailey obviously began to kind of um, experience some wear and tear. He had the back issues. Obviously, you know, everybody who has followed the Cowboys for some time is aware of that. And my argument then was, well, why are you having him do the kickoffs? <laughs> like, he's he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. And I'm not saying, like, you know, whatever, but that person, whoever your kicker is, is literally in charge of scoring points, right? So, like, why not preserve whatever energy you can, right? That was my argument. So people, you know, would tell me like, are you really suggesting carrying a, a kickoff specialist? And my argument was never that, but it was, you know, let, I mean, to, to use the current Cowboys as an example, let Brian Anger handle it, right? Let the punter handle it because while, while punting is a strategic thing as well, and, and certainly has its, its pros and cons as far as its value uh, with regards to a football team, my priority is scoring points. The team who scores the most points wins. And so I want to take care of my point scorers. So that being said, I like to, to put some stock into maybe some things that other people aren't as willing to. And some of that, you know, same sort of ideology is what I'm using to approach this exercise. So what Warren did was look at the rest advantages and disadvantages, as I mentioned, that every team has. And by that, I mean, you know, if the Cowboys, uh, for example, let's see, the Cowboys will play in week one, the New York Giants. We all know that, right? They're opening up on Sunday night football. Uh, and then the Cowboys will face the New York Jets in week two, right? So the Cowboys are going to play on Sunday, September 10th, and then they're going to play the Jets on Sunday, September 17th. So that's seven days later for the Cowboys, right? That's actually not seven days later for the New York Jets. If you are unaware, the New York Jets open in week one on Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. So if we're talking advantages and disadvantages, the Cowboys technically have a one-day advantage 
against the New York Jets because the Cowboys are playing on a Sunday, the Jets are playing on a Monday. You get that, right? That's a very simple concept to kind of understand. Uh, this works out uh, to larger degrees at different points in the season. Obviously, when one team is coming off of their bye and another team is not coming off of their bye, right? You know, you've got a full week of an advantage. Sometimes teams are coming off of Thursday night football and they'll play a team coming off of a Sunday game, right? Those are different advantages. Now, before we get into the minutia here, I do want to say that I think this is dumb. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you a bunch of stuff in a little bit about how this all worked out very well for the Cowboys, and I'm very happy about that, but it is dumb. I think it's stupid, actually, that this is not equal across the board. Uh, the team with the, the most you know disadvantage or disadvantageous situation this season is the San Francisco 49ers, which in and of itself is an advantage for the Cowboys, right? That the Niners are, are kind of behind the eight ball, so to speak. That works for the Cowboys' favor, right? You get my point there? That should not happen, right? You should either have every team should either get, you know, to come off their bye and face a team who is not. So every team gets that advantage, right? Or you should have every team who's coming off their bye play a team who's coming off their bye, right? You should equalize these sorts of things as an example. And this has happened to the Cowboys in the past too, but just to use this current season. The Philadelphia Eagles, I don't remember exactly when their bias, but I do know that they play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, for what it's worth, coming off of their bye. So they get an extra week to prepare for the Chiefs. But the thing about that is, is the Chiefs are on their bye before that game as well. Andy Reid is famously very good after the bye. In fact, the last game that we saw Andy Reid play was literally against the Eagles coming off of a bye and the Chiefs won. It was, of course, the Super Bowl. And so my point is, why do the Eagles and Chiefs not get the advantage of coming off of their bye to play a team, but other teams will, right? The Cowboys, for example, get to come off their bye and face the LA Rams. And the Rams, I don't believe, have the same bye as the Cowboys. Let me double check that uh, just to use the Cowboys as an example. Cowboys bye is in week seven. The Rams bye is not until week 10. So that's my point. Like, why does that happen? That's a dumb thing to me. But nevertheless, Cowboys have a handful of important rest advantages, disadvantages, and things that actually are not disadvantages that should have been, like I'm saying. So we talked about this. The Cowboys have a one-day advantage against the New York Jets right out the gate, week two, and you can make an argument that that's one of their more difficult games, right? <laughs> right? So like the Cowboys have an advantage at home. That So it's not only a day of an advantage. That game is at home for the Cowboys. So the, the Jets have to travel in addition to obviously coming off of their Monday Night Football game. But anyway, so that's a one-day advantage. The Cowboys are also in an interesting situation when they visit the Chargers, all right? The Chargers will be coming off of their bye. This game between the Cowboys and the Chargers is week uh, six. So while you might be sitting there saying, all right, RJ, you told me this was working out well for the Cowboys. Well, the Chargers are coming off their bye. That's true. But that game is on a Monday night, right? So technically speaking, the Cowboys are going to be in a situation where the other team has a lot more time to prepare, but it's not like the Cowboys have to play on a Sunday, right? The Cowboys technically got an extra day to prepare for that game. And even if they didn't, even if this was tough, their worst disadvantage, the Cowboys' worst disadvantage is against a team that I'm fine with them losing against. And I'm not sitting here and advocating for the Cowboys to lose a game, but if the Cowboys have to lose a game, we always want it to be against an AFC team. So their worst disadvantage is against one of the most insignificant teams that they will play this coming season. And even then, it is mitigated by the fact that they are playing that game on a Monday night to begin with. That is a huge sort of adjustment of the disadvantage in and of itself. If we move on, okay, because the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football in Week 6, 
And normally, I wouldn't say normally, but more often than not, the teams who play on Monday Night Football are at a disadvantage the following week, right? We talked about that with the New York Jets. They play on Monday Night Football, and then they got to play the Cowboys the next week. So they have one less day to prepare, right? You understand that. Okay. The Cowboys don't even have to do that, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you realize that off the top of your head. The Cowboys play on Monday Night Football in week six. They don't have to have a short week against anybody because the Cowboys go on their bye right after the Monday Night Football game. So they aren't even, you know, up a creek in that way. That was mitigated for them. The NFL did them a huge favor in that sense. So again, this works out for the Cowboys. I'm not going to complain. I don't think you should complain. I don't think anybody should complain because this worked out very, very, very well for the Cowboys. I know that some people had some qualms with the schedule in one way or another but whatever the case may be this all broke in the direction of the Cowboys now moving on the Carolina Panthers uh, are the team the Cowboys will face the Sunday before Thanksgiving Day. So the Cowboys, obviously, let me see, the week before the Cowboys play the Panthers, they will host the New York Giants. So the Cowboys are going to play on a Sunday, and then will travel to Carolina the Sunday after. But the Panthers will have a teeny tiny bit of an advantage because the week before they play the Cowboys, the Panthers will play on Thursday night football. Now that is in Chicago, so they do have to travel. That's part of things, etc. But they will get a week and a half to prepare for the Cowboys. Whereas the Cowboys will only get a week to prepare for the Panthers. Now, that is a disadvantage. All right. Oh, NFL got the Cowboys here, RJ. Sorry, pulled you, you know, down. You know, you know, Cowboys are, are really whatever. Blah, 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 blah. And that's true, right? This is technically a disadvantage for the Cowboys, but their their disadvantage is coming against a rookie quarterback. And I look, I'm a big fan of Bryce Young. I took Bryce Young uh in the first round of my dynasty draft, uh, actually earlier today, the day I'm recording this. And so I'm a big fan of Bryce Young, but that's you know what I mean like it's yeah like if you've got to be at a disadvantage th these are the situations you want to be at a disadvantage if you have to pick those situations you get my point so that works out in the Cowboys favor but if we move beyond that all right so the Cowboys do visit the Panthers the Sunday before Thanksgiving all right you know that situation but after that something that I think is overlooked is that the Cowboys will get three home games in a row. Now, the first one is a short week, all right? There's no way of spinning that. It's always tough. They play on Thanksgiving Day, but the Commanders have to travel for that game, all right? So the Commanders have even less time to prepare than the Cowboys, right? But we know that. That's Thanksgiving every single year. Cowboys, though, like I said, play three home games in a row. Commanders on Thanksgiving is number one. The Seahawks on Thursday night football is number two. The Seahawks play the night game um, on Thanksgiving, so they have seven days to prepare, just like the Cowboys. And then this is the most important one to me I think this should be mentioned several times over if I asked you right now to look at the Cowboys schedule and say what is the most important game of the year like forget the times forget the days forget the weeks forget whatever if I just told you of all the games the Cowboys will play home and away what is the most important one I think there's a very strong argument to be made that the most important game of the season for the Cowboys is their home matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, right? December 10th, that game's on Sunday Night Football. Last year, that was the game on Christmas Eve, third and 30, T.Y. Hilton, Darius Slay. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was epic. It was electrifying, blah, 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 blah. Now, maybe you can make an argument that the game in Philly is more important because if you can steal that one, it's it's more difficult, right? Like, and that, that bears itself out. And, and if you look at odds, just as an example, the Eagles are favored in that game, whereas the Cowboys are favored in the, at the game or for the game at AT&T Stadium. But anyway, my point is this is a seismic game because of what it represents their division rivals you have to assume at this point in time that that game in week 14 is going to be for some serious standing and positioning within the nfc east hierarchy and so 
the fact that the Cowboys are playing that game at home obviously works out for them. The fact that it's their third home game in a row works out for them. But the fact that the Cowboys also get a week and a half to prepare for it really works out for them. So like I said, the Cowboys, the week before they host the Eagles, will be, let's see here, I lost this a moment ago. The Cowboys will have a week and a half because the week before, Dallas hosts Seattle. All right, Dallas hosts Seattle on Thursday night football so that they get a week and a half to prepare. Meanwhile, the Eagles, before they visit the Cowboys, they play the 49ers on Sunday. So it's just a normal seven-day, Sunday-to-Sunday week for them, whereas the Cowboys get a week and a half. They get a week and a half to prepare for perhaps their most important game of the year that really works out for the Cowboys. The last one here, um, and then we can kind of look at this from a 30,000-foot perspective here, Cowboys week uh, 17 game. I keep getting mixed up with this week. 17 week 18 thing. Uh, the Cowboys will host the Lions. That is the final home game of the regular season uh, for the Cowboys. And that game, obviously, AT&T Stadium is going to be epic. Blah 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 blah. Um, that is a Monday Night Football broadcast on ESPN ABC. However, it is on a Saturday, so the Cowboys will play the Detroit Lions on a Saturday. Specifically, that is Saturday. Um, what is the day? Uh, December 30th. So the day before New Year's Eve. And so they will technically technically speaking have a week and a half or a week and a day to prepare for their week 18 game right and so that is something that their week 18 opponent the washington commanders will not have the uh the commanders play the 49ers the week before they play the cowboys by the way cowboys get to get the eagles and the commanders the week after they play the 49ers which is you know kind of good right? <laughs> right like uh what was it last year that was that crazy stat that like teams were like oh and 13 the week after playing the niners well the cowboys get two of their division games against teams are or, or two two of their divisional games i should say are against opponents in the eagles and commanders who play the niners before and the cowboys will have a rest advantage three extra days against philly and one extra day against washington in those specific matchups that works out really 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 well for them um so again if you're i hear this take a lot right you're somebody who thinks well the nfl's just out to get the cowboys the nfl's always looking to hurt the cowboys no this worked out really 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 well for the cowboys and obviously the the schedule is put together uh with ratings and things like that as a top priority and so this just kind of worked out for them in that way but it did work out for them. And that's something that I think we should say and that we should note. Now, again, um, this is great work that Warren Sharp did. Highly encourage you to go check it out himself or, or, or you know, on, on his Twitter and everywhere. He does his work, Sharp Analysis, et cetera, et cetera. I did write about it if you want to see a little bit more detail. Um, but Warren did also give every team a net rest overall. How many days um, they are on the positive or negative end of the spectrum. There are only three teams who made the playoffs last year who have a positive rest differential. Just three. Now, one of them, obviously, is the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Another team is the Detroit Lions. They didn't make the playoffs, but uh, they were close. I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Miami Dolphins have a positive rest um, situation going on here. And uh, goodness gracious, I'm trying to find the other playoff team. I said the Miami Dolphins. And uh, who was the other one? I lost it. Man. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, where is it? Um, the who was it? I'm trying to find the the third team now. The the Baltimore Ravens. Goodness gracious! The Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens are the other two teams uh, who made the playoffs last year who have a positive rest differential, just like the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody else on the negative end of that spectrum. Like I said, the Niners are on the all the way other side of it they literally have the worst rest situation across the entire nfl so again this worked out very well for the cowboys i found this subject to be very interesting i hope you did as well 
like I said, I wrote about it. It might be easier to read that kind of while you're listening. Um, or you know, do whatever you want. It's your world, and I just want to live in it. So um, another week, another week down. We're getting closer, right? We're getting close to the end of May, um, which means we only have one more month. June is kind of the true desert of the off season that we just kind of have to make it through and you know training camp starts at the end of july but once july hits it's a little bit more serious so um yeah i hope you uh whatever sports you're watching like i said i know there's a lot of dallas stars fans i hope everything goes your way um i hope you enjoy it all i hope you have wonderful meals i hope you watch wonderful movies and wonderful television shows and listen to wonderful music and have wonderful experiences just in general um i hope you have the best day ever hope you have the greatest day of all time you know why because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.